You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Twins and the Royals wrapping up this four-game weekend series on a rainy day in KC. Hopefully the weather stays away and we can get this ball game in today. The pitching matchup will feature Michael Pineda for the Twins and Homer Bailey for the Royals. I'm Corey Provis and pleased to be joined by our guest on our Sunday show, uh, Twins manager Rocco Baldelli, kind enough to join us here for our Sunday program. And yesterday, Rocco, your team became the first in the American League to reach 50 wins. That that has to be significant. Um. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do think that the way that we've played so far this year, that the way um, our players have, have handled everything that they've done, uh, whether that's on the field, off the field, the work they put in, the community work they put in, the, everything they do, I'm, I'm very pleased with, with what I've seen from our group. I'm, I'm not surprised to see it. I think we have a lot of uh, quality individuals on top of being quality players here on this team. Um, but it's still very nice to see, and I don't think there's any issue with, with pointing it out when I see uh, things that, that I think are going uh, very well and guys conducting them, themselves and preparing themselves the right way. And two, it's not just the 50 wins, and I'm sure if you polled a bunch of guys, it, were they aware of even the win total entering the game and even after the game? But, but something like that, but even more so the fact that they haven't lost three straight games all year. Those little tidbits, are they even conscious of those things? You know, I'm sure that they're, they've heard some of them. Um, maybe they're conscious of them only because they're told. But I think our guys pay attention to the right things um, and don't get too, too caught up in, in any of the big positives or negatives or, or the emotional stuff. Our guys, um, you know, they, they go out there to play. They enjoy their teammates. They they concentrate on, on what's at hand and what they have to do to, to succeed on that given day. And regardless of how it turns out, um, you know, these guys go home and they have lives at home and we want them to have lives and at home and not to be worrying about what's going on at the field 24 hours a day. So they go home and they uh, they unwind and they show back up the next day and they start afresh. And that's really the way to do it. It doesn't always work that way. It's not always that easy. But um, when you show back up the following day and you stick with your um, pregame preparation and your routine and you just focus on what you have to do that day to win, um, that's usually when you get good results, and that's what we've gotten. It was a 5-3 win in 10 yesterday, an 8-7 victory on Friday night. And with that win on Friday, this Twins team is now 13-5 in one-run games. Why has this team been so good in those such compelling tight ball games so far this year? Well, there's not one reason for it. I think there's probably a few reasons for it, but ultimately, if, if you want to kind of try to wrap it all together, um, our team has, has done a great job uh, simply just competing, simply just believing in, in ourselves and, and not giving up and continually um, 
pitching in games that uh, you know maybe aren't going as cleanly as we want, or or continually having good at bats in games where we might need one run, we might need four runs. It, it, it doesn't matter to our guys. Our guys keep plugging away, and when you have that workmanlike mentality where you just go out there to get the job done, knowing that it's not always going to be smooth, but just going out there and doing the best you can on that given pitch. Um, you know, good things happen. And do they always come back and do, do we always end up winning the game? No, it's not the way it works. But we always end up putting ourselves in a spot where we're getting a really good version of that at bat or that uh, that pitch sequence or whatever it is that we're doing. And ultimately, it's led to good results. Rocco, the last week, even 10 days, I think it's fair to say this team has faced some adversity that it had not yet seen earlier in the year where that your depth has been tested simultaneously. You lose Buxton, you lose Gonzalez, you lose Adrianza all at one time, and it's caused some havoc with your roster, with your lineup throughout this stretch. Yeah, it, it definitely has not been uh, has not been easy over that period of time. I would say, um, you know, dealing with injuries is is not pleasant. It's something that is going to happen over the course of the season. It happens to every team. But when you do lose guys, you end up calling on other guys to step up and to do things to to help and. Truthfully, we've had guys come up with big performances. Have have all of these games again been um, clean? No, they they haven't been. You know, a, a game where everything has come together very well. We've had to work hard for for our wins uh, lately, and and that's okay. I think that helps. I think that can build character, and I think it shows other people that they're capable of doing things when other guys are out. But um, we are looking forward to getting those guys back, and Buck and Marwin and AD. Um, we we are looking forward to seeing them. Um, we also dealt with you know obviously uh, you know Park being out for a few days and Garver missing some time and we've we've dealt with our share of injuries but guys have continually stepped up and gotten the job done and and therefore we're still sitting here in a in a in a pretty good spot but we still have work to do. Of the three players that I referenced earlier, Byron did travel with the team to Kansas City this weekend with his rehab work on that right wrist I know he's been doing some treatment he got some swings in earlier in the weekend where is he at because he could be activated as early as Tuesday yeah we've we we're pretty optimistic as as far as how Byron has been um recovering and he, he's he's really past the uh you know the general recovery stage he's working his way back with baseball activity and uh he's been throwing the throwing has gone very well he's been hitting that's gone well too um do I know for a fact what day he's going to be activated no but uh, obviously we're looking forward to getting him back out there and, and center field and running around and doing his thing I think he's eager to get back out there we are not going to rush him in any way but I don't see this going very very much longer as long as nothing changes if it doesn't stretch out much longer, a rehab assignment for Byron, will, will that be needed or not? Well, I actually don't know. I can't, I can't answer that um, and feel good about it. I, I think the purely the amount of time that he's missed, I don't think that leads to us um, saying that we, we would think that a rehab assignment would be something we'd want to do. Um, I think it comes down to timing and it comes down to confidence. And w- and with injuries, when you're dealing with any kind of injury, there are specifics depending on what that injury is. But with, with Buck or with anyone, we'll talk to the player. We'll see how they feel. 
Um, we do take the player's input uh, in, in these things a lot, especially when you're talking about a 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-day injury. When it starts stretching out into the weeks and, and you know, obviously months, then I think rehab assignments are, are more of a, a foregone conclusion and something that definitely makes sense. Um, I think there's still uh, there's still questions about whether or not he will go on one, and I think it could work out well either way. Because it got to the point with Nelson, right? He dealt with a wrist injury earlier in the year that it got to a point where it just was too long, and from a convenience standpoint, where the Twins were playing the Rays, he could just drive an hour away to get some games in. Right, that made a lot of sense with Nelson, and you know the the number of days that he was out kind of led to us and and the discussion we had with him pointing towards just getting him out there, getting a, a handful of abs. Um, just wanting those first five, six, eight at-bats that he's going to get when he comes back to not be um, at the major league level, where he can just get a little timing. He can go do it at the minor league level and then come rejoin us, and it turned out well. We'll take our first break on our Sunday program. A lot to get to with Rocco when we come back. We'll dive into some all-star game discussion, as well as some more roster shuffling. Cole Stewart's been on that uh, Rochester shuttle all year. It can't be easy for a guy. We'll get Rocco's take on that and much more coming up. It's Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. More from Kansas City next on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Rocco Baldelli. Getting back to your big league club and some encouraging news that we learned earlier in this weekend series uh, about the upcoming All-Star game. And four of your players have moved on to the next round, which is great news. Uh, Polanco, Cruz, Crone, and Rosario all have a chance to be in Cleveland for the All-Star game. Are those things you've been monitoring now for a while? Yeah, and it, it's an exciting time for the organization, for the fans, but especially for the for the players who are out there, you know, earning it every day. And uh, the All Star Game, I think, is is it's a great honor. It's a very important um, time of the year. It's a very important moment for a lot of guys who, you know, do feel some validation for all the work they put in, for the seasons that they've had, and the numbers they've they put up. Um, to see yourself as an all-star is something that I think guys value very highly. So do we keep track of it? Do we follow everything going on? Yeah, we, we do. And the reason it's important to me and to the staff and to the organization is because it's important to the players, um, and I believe uh, as it should be. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what happens with our guys. We've had, we've had a lot of guys have all-star caliber years. And, um, you know, this is the moment where we're going to find out over the next week. I, I'm not sure what the date is, but we're going to find out soon. Um, and I think we're all looking forward to it. Yeah, it's about a 28-hour period that begins midweek here to move the guys on to the next round. And we'll see how that plays out as the, as the days come up here. But it's also a good sign, not just Twins territory, but the fan vote can always be a little tricky because sometimes it's a popularity contest. But if you look at the ballot, you know, from my standpoint, I think the fans got it right, and they've recognized the fact that this Twins team has been so good, you know, the, the best record in the American League, that they've had as many guys out of the next round as they should. Yeah, and, it, you know, we could we could look up because we have had a lot of guys have tremendous years, and, and you know, I like to focus first on the guys that, that have been kind of voted on to that next uh that next level or that next, uh, you know, segment of voting, um, it is a good feeling to look up and see your guys acknowledge for what they've done. And, you know, I, I am, I, I like to say it, I, I like it when the guy that has the best year becomes the all-star or starts the game. I think that's, that makes me feel good inside. That feels right. 
Um, and we have a few guys out there that have had great years that have been voted on. You know, we can especially point to, to Polo. I don't know how anyone um, could have had a, a you know a better start to a season than he's had. He's he's kind of uh, led us in a lot of different ways. And obviously, we have several other guys who have earned that right too. And we also have several guys who were not actually voted on. Um, to that next level of vote, to that next segment of voting, but they, I think they've also earned the opportunity to maybe become uh, an all-star, and, and hopefully there are other ways that, that uh, you know, they can get on, whether that be the player vote or whether that be they, they get named onto the team. Yeah, that's a good point because uh, Alex Cora is going to manage the American League team for the all-star game. The Red Sox were just in town. Did he pick your brain at all about some of your players, not the guys that were on that first level, but you know, other guys that he may add to the team when that time comes? You know, we, we didn't, uh, we didn't end up chatting about that. Um, you know, I think as time goes on, I think you, you find out more and more again, I've never been in this role, uh, as a, as I was, I didn't do it as a player. Didn't, uh, never seen it as a manager, obviously. But um, I think after this first, uh, you know, the starters maybe get voted in. I'm sure there are some behind-the-scenes discussions and some things that that can happen over the next couple of weeks, and maybe get a little bit of extra info on these on these players that aren't in your organization. Um, and you can find out more before naming naming the team. I, th- I think uh, I think managers, you know, I I feel safe saying that. Guys know that this is a, a heavy responsibility and something that matters a lot to a lot of different people, and I think they take it very seriously. Yeah, we mentioned the uh, position players, but certainly pitchers, guys like Odorizzi, Barrios, Rogers, they're certainly worthy of consideration as well uh, for the All-Star game. Shifting gears a little bit and, and going to pitching right now, uh, some more roster shuffling happened throughout the week. There was a stretch, limited, but a stretch where you didn't get a lot of length out of your starting pitchers, and with that, you're going to see some roster moves. And Colster Stewart's been a guy, Rocco, that's been up and down. He's been on that Rochester shuttle. It happens, you know, to a guy, maybe a guy or two each year. It can't be easier, even though the player may know his role in a given year, to have that same dialogue, that same conversation multiple times with the same player. It's, it's. I think it's very challenging, and it takes a, takes a strong-minded uh, athlete to be able to handle something like that. And I think that uh, Cole has handled this exceptionally well. Not only has he handled it, he's continued to go out there and and perform better and better, you know, and in, in you know all of these opportunities that that he's gotten, and and then he goes down to you know the AAA level, and you know has to kind of uh, repurpose himself, focus, get down to business, and go perform there as well. There's nothing easy about it. It's not. This is not a, a physical. Um, discussion. This is uh, an emotional, psychological discussion. Discussion where there are challenges for every single guy dealing with this, and um, the way that that Major League Baseball rosters function, and the way the rules are really written, they're they're meant to be written where there are going to be a small handful of players in every organization that are going to go up and down. But those performances and, and what those players can give the major league team um, when you do call upon those guys, they matter an exceptional amount. So, you know, Cole coming up here, being called on, coming up, pitching, and doing what he did, he doesn't just cover those four innings the other day for us and give us, you know, great results. He covers those four innings and also it doesn't force us to pitch 
two or three of our other pitchers um, who would have to go out there and cover those innings and then not be available in other games where we might need them more than in that particular game. So he saved us. Sean Poppin saved us in a lot of ways as well. Um, and those performances are very, very important to us. And even Zach Littell, he had an outing like that, I think, in Tampa earlier in the year, and he gave up some runs, but he also provided some length for you. And even going back to Cole, I would think the, the added negative to it is that I did my job and I did it well, and I'm, I'm being penalized. And maybe that's not the right word, but is that at times how the player may look at that transaction? Well, I think initially there are times when players might think about it like that, but I think as time goes on, um, I think the players actually do realize that this is this is part of what can happen at the major league level. All I can do is control how I pitch. I go out there, I do my job. That sets me up for future success and future opportunities, and I think that's what Cole sees. We'll take a break, come back, and wrap up our Sunday show next. We're going to shift gears a bit away from the Twins, and a big story in the game that came out during the week that I want to get Rocco's take on is what may happen with the Tampa Bay Rays down the road. Major League Baseball gave them permission to open up dialogue with Montreal, so Rocco's ties with the Rays. We're going to dive into that subject and more when we come back. Inside Twins brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer. We're back in KC next on your home for Twins Baseball. Final segment of Inside Twins brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Rocco Baldelli, and I'm sure you saw this story. It was certainly big news earlier in the week that Major League Baseball at least gave permission to Tampa Bay to open up dialogue with Montreal about possibly having the Rays and Expos have one team but play in two different cities, two different countries over the course of a season. Being your ties with the Rays, drafted by them, played for them, coach, you name it, what was your take on that story this week? Yeah, I have so many thoughts and and you know there's so many things going through my head when I see something like that obviously I have a you know a lot of ties um to the Rays and you know this is an extremely uh complicated discussion there are a lot of things that I think go on that that I that I don't even know and you know the there's there's uh, language to contracts there's agreements there's you know everything going on obviously in St. Pete Tampa um, you know, behind the scenes, because this has been something that has been talked about for a very long time. The, the Rays Stadium situation has been, you know, it's been debated, and you know, even even as a as a former member of the organization, I used to ask a lot of questions about it. Um, you know, what might happen? Everyone wants to know. So, um, as far as this announcement, am I surprised to see this announcement? No, I'm not. I'm not really surprised to see it. If if any team is going to look into alternative ideas. Um, you know, to, to, to enhance future success. I mean, I, I think the Rays are, are a team that's, that, that could do something like this. And, and truthfully, um, pull it off. Is, is this, does this sound like an, you know, a very easy uh, fix? Of course not. This, this is not easy. This is very unique. It'll, it'll probably um, need a lot of time and a lot of negotiations from many different sides. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't think that the, uh, the idea of it and really kind of delving into it um, would hurt very much. I'm, and I'm also not surprised to see that the city of St. Pete doesn't want this to happen because, you know, the Rays are, um, you know, a, a member of the community in St. Petersburg by contract, I guess, until 2027. Um, I think there are ways out of that agreement, but I don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes, so it's tough to say. But I don't think the idea is as far-fetched as maybe um, – 
some think, but it would definitely take some some creative thinking, and it would definitely take some open mindedness. Fascinating, fascinating story. When I saw that, I'm I'm just like you. I'm curious to see how this is going to play out, if it indeed will happen here over the uh, next few years, and see how this how this goes. Getting back to the Twins team, if I can, as we wrap up your show, uh, some minor league deals were announced this week, all involving pitching. Ian Kroll. Drew Hutchinson, and Cody Allen. Uh, last night, uh, Twins announced that they signed Cody Allen. The longtime Indian was with the Angels this year to a minor league deal. Are you keeping, are you updated on those, even though they're not impacting your big league roster, are you up to date on those minor league transactions? Well, uh, you know, of course, um, we're definitely all up to date on, on you know, any additions to the organization. As far as, um, you know, as, as far as how they affect our major league staff or players, as of right now, they, they don't. And, and what, what I like to do is um, and always like to say is uh, my job, our staff here, our job is to, is to focus our attention on our, on our major league uh, players and the guys that are here and focus on winning games tonight and things like that. And, and truthfully, we do a great job of, um, you know, maintaining uh, organizational uh, depth and, and adding guys that, that can maybe help us in the future. And, and Derek and Thad and, and our guys uh, in the office obviously um, do a great job and keep us abreast of everything going on. But uh, as far as right now, um, you know, we'll take note of uh, all those guys that are here, um, potentially have some conversations with those guys, but uh, focus on, you know, winning the game tonight in, uh, in KC. Final 90 seconds of our show here on this Sunday. Health updates if we can. Jose Brios left his start yesterday, had a blister on his right throwing hand. How is he doing? Also, Mitch Garver not playing again today. Injured his heel, kind of tweaked his heel the other day. And also, Jonathan Scope not playing for the second straight day. Yeah, the updates are all pretty positive. Um, again, it's it's uh, early morning over here in KC, so you know obviously we haven't uh, heard anything this morning. But as of uh, post game last night, um, all three guys are improving. Uh, again, Jose's the finger that Jose's dealing with is not a typical. Um, you know, finger that you would have a major issue with, uh, with a blister. So it, I think it's something that will be perfectly okay going forward. But again, we're going to obviously check on him and, and check with that. Um, Mitch is doing very well. Mitch probably could have started today. The last thing we want to do is is push him in a day game after feeling that sen- sensation that he felt. Um, we'll give him another, uh, you know, day. We, he'll, he'll be available. If we need to use him, we'll use him. Uh, he'll, he can also hit. But what we're going to do is give it a little uh, extra time, and we should see him out there early next week. And Scopey said over the course of the day that he was feeling better. We're going to check with him this morning, too. Thanks for the time. Enjoy the insight here on this Sunday. Good luck today. Enjoy your off day on Monday. Thank you, Corey, too. Baldelli, we thank him for joining us here on this Sunday show. Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. And we thank you for tuning in on this Sunday. Much more to come. Chris's pregame show is coming up next. And then we'll have game four, the Twins and the Royals coming up, Pineda and Bailey. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned. More to come right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.